Welcome to the Freedom Founder Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Duggar. Now, have you ever been in a place in your life where you've been confused, uncertain, felt like you didn't have a purpose, or really just not sure how you fit in with the family in which you grew up in? Well, my guest today can relate to all of these things and his story as he's walked through life in different ways to get to where he is today. Now, I want to introduce you to Andre Paradi. He is an, an NLP um, relationship coach, NLP coach, educator of effective communication. He's a published writer, public speaker, and even an ordained minister. He's a gentleman who grew up in Canada, but now lives in the LA area. And he has been a professional in the area of dance, dance with people such as Michael Jackson, Paulo Abdul, uh, Julio Iglesias, to name a few. Um, settled down in the LA area, got married, has started a successful body shop, but found that he always has enjoyed self-development. And attending a workshop on understanding women, realized how much he did not know and how much he could then help others learn. Because when he started to teach other people a little bit about what he was learning, he realized they didn't know much either. So he continued that education, working with professionals such as Dr. John Gray, uh, Esther Perel, Chantel Felden, Allison Armstrong, leaders in this field of relationships. And so he's continued to follow that passion to help people engage in effective communication and with their relationships in life as they continue on with, with their um, relation, their respective relationships. So he's launched Project Equinox Coaching to help men and women learn to build stronger, long-lasting, healthy, loving relationships. And as mentioned, as an ordained minister, he has been able to also officiate some of those weddings. So thank you and welcome, Andre. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Zach. That's quite an intro. I'm like, who are you talking about? Oh, wait, it's me. Wow. <laughs> you don't want to put all the highlights out there. And sometimes what's hard with highlights to actually just limit it to highlights because there's so much content that can be shared along that journey. Right. So let's start with in regards to early on in your life, you didn't feel like you belonged, but at some point you found a passion that really gave you some purpose that you were able to pursue. So talk a little bit about that and how old you were. So I was five years old when I realized I was born. really like, and yeah. a lot of my clients actually have that, that black, black sheep syndrome. Like okay. I don't belong here. These are the wrong people. This is not my family. I don't understand yeah. why I'm here. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. there's, there's typically one in almost every family, from my experience. I was the yeah. one. So kind of weird. I was five years old, kind of scary, and sort of kind of had to do life on my own terms. From there, I realized it was all on me. So it, right. scary, scary at the same time, you know, <laughs> the name of survival, you step up. Right? You have no choice. Yep. You just die or you do or you die. And so yep. dying was not an option. Just anyway. Right. So And then kind of a sad kid for that you know, isolated, sort of awkward. I sure. Actually, that's when I started watching the world. I would watch everyone. Like, yeah. I became a watcher of the world and people and fascinated with the human condition per my condition and, like, how does it all work? So yep. I started watching the people at five years old. It's like, they, like as I was a, a, the guy in the corner watching. The guy yeah. watching. The guy, anyway, so that that was my paradigm. And uh, it's lonely and whatever. But at 15, I ended up in a dance class literally by accident. My whole life seems yeah. to be an accident, but looking back, it's all connected. Sure. Uh, beyond me. And uh, 
How'd you end up in that dance class? <laughs> a young girl, we were signing up. I went to a private school and it was a yeah. fancy private school. And for PE, physical education, you could take ballroom lessons. Okay. I had no idea. Yep. I was a swimmer alone. All right. <laughs> it's, right. It, was the guy, it was the guy at the, bo the bottom of the pool. If you look at okay. it, was sitting at the bottom of the pool. Right. <laughs> Quiet. So yeah. this young girl, little tiny young, young girl comes up to me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you're here. Like, I want to take ballroom. What? What? <laughs> so she had to, you had to sign as a couple in order to take class. Yep. So she asked me, and I'm like, okay, oh. <laughs> right, okay. And I'm like, it's this cute little thing. I'm like, I get to hold her in my arms. I'm like, no brainer. All right. So, yeah. So that's how it started. So a week later, we're in class for the yep. first time. I'm 15, almost 16 years old, but I've never done any classes. And all I could tell you, like, I remember holding her in my arms, like the, yep. ballroom, the ballroom frame when you hold a girl in your arms, you know, that whole. And while the teacher was on my right, and this is the first discovery um everything he, he did i could just copy it yeah like like ridiculous like just just in, like someone's like i knew it already i just had to be reminded right. and it was there okay that was a surprise so i, I go yeah. from geek to star in about four months because then the guy was invisible sure. and all of a sudden all the girls wanted to dance with me right as a teen like imagine the whew, right whoa absolutely and then I'm helping, helping the because the guys are struggling and i i have it so all anyway so i became the teacher's assistant and i became literally like that's how i came to life on some level and dancing yeah. is the only thing that kind of lifted my spirit like there's right. something musicians understand this and singers understand this when you the vibrations and the frequencies of music and physicality moving yep. the two together right the what it does inside your nervous system right it literally lifts your spirit and lifts your spirit yeah. it's, it brings joy and happiness and you know endorphins and so that's just that's all i wanted to do like it was a sad little monkey right and right so dancing was my thing and then we did this i did this the same that's that that college it was high school into college the same yep. building for four years and we performed every quarter every you know holidays so we actually started a dance company blah blah, blah. so that became all i wanted to do right um, okay at 19, I moved away to the West Coast. There's no yep. such thing. And I ended up doing things, jazz classes because there was no ballroom back east, I mean, okay. back west. And that's yep. how I started doing jazz dancing and took me to Los Angeles. And like you said, Michael Jackson, Prince, Paul Abdul. And yeah. How do you just, get connected into those circles when you are, you are somebody from, from Canada, from the eastern right. coast of Canada, moved to the western coast, went down to LA on a vacation? Yep. And then get scouted and audition, and then start dancing professionally. Like, yep. How does that circumstance? I mean, you you just mentioned by accident you got into the dance class. So it sounds like <laughs> life by accident. <laughs> it, it was weird because at one point I just kind of went with it. Like I didn't question yeah. it. It was just kept yep. pulling me. The, the the opportunities kept coming. Right. You know, I was getting all my training for free because people believed in me. Yep. I got scholarship with a scholarship. It was okay. So okay, go with that. Go with that. Yeah. Um, okay. But up in Vancouver, where I lived at the time, we have, you know, in the dance world, all the dance studios have summer dance programs and they have guest teachers okay. from around the world, around the country, whatever to come. So there's yep. a guy who used to come to our place many times a year, actually, uh, and do the circle of the studios, local studios as a guest teacher who, you know, I became his assistant. So when he was in town, I would assist him in class. Right. And at one point, he, said, he lives in L.A. He asked me. You know, he was he was doing his demo reel and he says, why don't you come to L.A., you know, for a couple of weeks, make it a holiday for you. But I, I'm doing my demo. I yep. want you to be dance captain and drive, drive the okay. show, like drive, you know. Yep. Sure. Hey, wow. Well, of course. Right. <laughs> like two weeks. Sure. 
So yeah. I drive down with my girlfriend and and literally we got in town on a Thursday night. On a Friday night at the studio where we rehearsed, it was a party, like a dance okay. party for dancers, like industry yep. people in Los Angeles that are dancing. All people my age who want right. to do exact, we're doing what I want to do, except I don't right. belong here. Yeah. And sure enough, in that in that part, <laughs> this is my my own Hollywood story. It's so silly. It's amazing, though, really. <laughs> I'm standing, Absolutely. I'm dancing with my girlfriend in the middle of the room with a bunch of people. And everybody's 25 years old, and this older gentleman's in the corner staring at me. And he keeps staring at me, and he keeps staring at me, and he keeps staring at me. And I, enough that it was awkward. Yeah. You know, and I realized, oh, we're in LA. Okay, we're in LA. Got it. Okay, so <laughs> turn my back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Um, and then my buddy ends up talking to him, the guy who asked me to come down, he's talking to him, they're talking about me. I could see they're looking at me, they're talking yeah. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> right. And he, he waves me over. To, to introduce me to the old guy. I'm like, are you, yep. are you mind? Did I mean? Uh, yep. But back then, it was too polite still to say, you know, go flip yourself. Yep. <laughs> so yep, sure. I over there, I like roll my eyes. I would just turn my head when I shake the guy's hand. And my buddy grabs me by the elbow and the, the exit door was right there to the parking lot. Like we're in the back of the room. He throws me outside yeah. and goes, um, this is Steve Merritt. He wants to hire you for a show. I'm trying to like hook you up. You want to say hi to Steve, like a person? You dumbass. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I don't understand what that means, but sure, right? So it turns yep. out that he, he says to me, like in a movie, <laughs> he goes, yeah. listen, I lost one of my dancers four months ago. I've been auditioning since trying to replace him. I can't find anybody in town that fits. You're exactly what I'm looking for. What do you say? This is like a movie right here, like you like said. a freaking movie, you know, in a dance studio on right. a Saturday night, just chilling. Yeah, you know, and sure enough, I'm like, uh, so you know, it's the national show, right? Yep. And that was, and I go, oh, uh, like, it was the show. It's you know, Chippendales. Yeah, and I'm like, are you kidding? I'm a professional commercial ass <laughs> dancer. I'm not a stripper. He goes. I'm not asking you to be a stripper. I'm asking you to be in the right. show with the strippers, you know, but we need guys that look the part. Yep. So I mean, it says, by the way, how much money are you making? Making professional jazz commercials. Yeah. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> he goes, look, we start rehearsal on, on Monday morning. This was Saturday night. <laughs> he yeah. goes, you're, you're in or not? I was in. So yeah. I went on the road and I was gone for a year and a half. Everything paid for, made a living, made a killing. Made a killing. Right. And then from when I quit, because I didn't want to do this, Long, long it was term. just a job yeah. it was just a job it yep. didn't get me anywhere right like you don't right you spent five years on the road right when you get off the road what do you do i'm doing the road trip no, no right like that's mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a dancer I have a, I'm, i have a career to build i have places to go yeah so i quit until they got an agent and that's how auditioning music videos tv yep. commercials you know movies all that stuff in los angeles that's where the business is and that's how michael right. jackson prince paul abdul and in the circuit i auditioned and got hired i was yeah that that was that level yeah. So that's how all this happened. And so from Montreal in a snowbank to Los Angeles in the sun. There you I go. All the way across. Like and my parents yeah. shook their heads. They're like, how the hell you make money? This is just stupid. <laughs> right. so I'm like, I don't know, but that's what I'm doing. So Yeah. Yes. Yep. You turned it into a career path to be able to follow. But it didn't stop there. I know that you like I said in the intro, you actually then at some point you met your wife. And you also needed to be off the road because you can't have as great of a family life on the road all the time. So 
you had to make some shifts in the time then. So where was that next stage? What did, what happened in that next stage? So I did this for about 15 years, traveled the world, yeah. performed, came back in town, would teach. You know, we, you came up, you just go on with Michael Jackson, your class is full, yep. right? So the business is you audition, you perform, you travel, you teach, you perform. You know, yeah. you know, that's the business. Okay. So constantly doing something else. Yeah. So that's why my wife was one of my students. Oopsie. I mean, what else? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and uh, uh, forgot that part of the story. Oh uh, yeah, well, yeah, you know, like, where else are you going to meet a girl if it's your life, right? In your class, <laughs> you know, you fit well together. Meet, people meet at work, right? Like this, yeah. Anyway, very true. Uh, we spend a lot of time. Yes. Uh, my point is, so we, I was sick of the world. I was done with the world. It sounds glamorous, but after 15 years, you know, getting on yeah. another plane to get mistreated by an angry flight attendant and <laughs> strapped to a chair for hours and hours. This is not glamorous. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. So I wanted to, I was done with that on some level until um, I just, we decided to start a family. So I was, like I said, my, my family setup was so that, you know, I didn't have parents, you know, even though they were right yep. there. Yep. So if I'm going to start a family, I was going to be present. I was going to be in their lives. I was going to be yes. there. I was going to be there the whole time. I was going to be in Europe, you know, dancing. So I told yep. my agent, listen, um, I'm, I'm now grounding myself. I'm not traveling anymore. If you want to send me on a, any local auditions for the work locally, I'm, I'm interested. Otherwise, yep. don't bother me. I'm not going anywhere anymore. And she's like, right. hey, are you crazy? You know, just gonna, you know, and I go, yes. So in order to keep me grounded, I, that's when I opened the body shop because I'm a, yeah. I'm a, car, I'm a, I'm a crazy car guy. I love yeah. classic cars. I love restoring classic cars. I, I buy classic cars. I just have this thing about classic cars in the past and saving yep. them, restoring them, and all that stuff. So that became that. That was sort of supplying my need of my addiction to old cars. So open yep. the business, and that flew right away. It was instantly successful. Um, and so I managed with all this to buy a house six minutes from my business which was two blocks from the kids' school. So me and my wife were both at every recital, every parade, every Christmas parade, every Halloween parade. Like, like we were all both in the audience for everything. So, and yep. which is the way I wanted it. Absolutely. So by design, I just sort of planned my life this way. And so- Right, right. So you were um, off the road, you were able to be at home and attending the events in your children's lives that your family wouldn't have and necessarily a part of maybe they were there but they weren't as part of your life as much as you wanted to be in your children's lives so yep. you had the the successful body shop you're married have kids you were continuing in your self-development career because yep. that yeah, in itself is a whole part of our lives as well and you found a workshop well actually you weren't even attending the understanding women workshop you were attending a different workshop yep. at the time got invited to attend this one now, what for were your free. thoughts when? Yeah, so what were your thoughts when you were asked to attend well, Understanding Women? Well, I didn't know I was attending Understanding Women, of course. Just right. like you know, I agreed to it before I even knew what it was because we're sure. coming back. I was flying back to LA from another workshop. Yeah. And this couple I'd met sitting in the same row. I think I remember thinking it's kind of weird and random. Nothing is random. Right. Like I really like my whole life is a chain of connections. Like right. no, nothing random, even though at the time. Anyway. Yep. We she call says accident, to me, but you know, uh, like you said, you know, we call it accident or luck. It's not it, right. It's not. There's something else working. Yeah. Anyway, so the lady that I met says to me on the plane, "What do you do next weekend?" And I go, "Oh, I'm off next weekend." Why? She goes, "You want to come to a workshop? It's on me." All of right. course, 
right? Yeah. These things that I'm always, I've been doing personal development since I was 23 years old. I never stopped. I'm a curious right? brain. I want to know everything I don't know. Just that's my brain. I want to know everything. If you don't know, yep. if I don't know, I, so free workshop, of course. And then I go, what is it? She goes, oh, it's called understanding women. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, okay, that's going to be cute, right? Now, I have to understand without arrogance, my yeah. artistic personality, that's the only thing I could, the only way I can describe mm -hmm. it. I always had it ease the ladies. Like I never did mm -hmm. the madness that my friends seemed to do, the yelling, the screaming, the misunderstanding. The, I always sure. attracted sweet, you meet my wife, you fall in love with her in a second. Like mm -hmm. I attracted that type of women always. I attracted sweet, gentle women. Yeah. So, I thought it was me, by the way. I thought it, I had this. I had. Yeah. I thought it was me, right? So right. You can. So I'm like, I'm gonna spend a weekend in the workshop. What is any women? Which something <laughs> I don't need, right? Like I got this, right? Anyway, so I went because I promised I, I would, and yep. uh, thinking it was gonna be cute. Oh my god! 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 It's all like, the whole weekend. Oh my god! How is this possible? Oh my god! How is this possible? Right. I, re I realized. At the end of the workshop, my brain was exploded all over the walls. Yep. And I realized I knew actually this dude who thinks he's you no, know, I knew nothing about women. Like, do, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, nothing. Right. Was, but the scariest part is like, I realized I knew nothing about my wife. Okay. At the time, we have a, a toddler yeah. and a baby. Everything's going fine. I'm not looking for this stuff. Yeah. Right. But I realized I knew nothing about my wife. Yeah. You know, that's Houston. We may have a problem here. Right. right? Like, yeah. Right. And, and my brain, my all kind of grabbing wanting knowledge you know yeah. curious brain like like <laughs> refused to be a statistic possible statistic because i didn't know sure like all my right. all my relatives are married divorced two three times one four times like yeah. you know that's like no <laughs> i got my angel girl I have my yeah. family. i'm not gonna mess that up because i didn't know yes so that's how it started like i jumped in took the entire company's curriculum Within okay. a minute, I was a workshop leader for them because I'm a teacher at heart. Right. So that was a no-brainer. I was passionate about yep. this stuff. It was amazing what I learned. And then I started teaching the stuff. And so the that's how the machine started. Yeah. It didn't turn out to work, me working with that company, to watch the politics was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But I kept sure. the research and I saw John Gray fall in the fiddle, tripped on my entree, Shanti Felhan in the South, Hester Perel, who's now famous in New York City. Okay. Dr. Pat Allen in Los Angeles, who's been at it for 48 years. Mm -hmm. Ooh, like the stuff I learned, I'm talking like one-on-one, -on -one, like, you know, yeah. studying for three years, three and a half years after Alan, like in a room of four or five, okay. right? Like everything she's ever learned in 48 years about marriage, relationships, dynamic, you know, men yeah. and women, like all of it on top of everything else that I researched and, you know, did already. Yeah. So it kind of put the whole thing together for me as a piece. So I think without any arrogance, what I have, what I teach, what I know is untouchable. Yeah, because I can explain to you that relationship dynamics from a anthropology perspective, yeah, chemical perspective, a physiological perspective, a um, psychological perspective, right, based to, into nature, what works in nature. Yeah. So all of it sort of connects together, <laughs> all of it, and so you know, I yeah. always I I and I that's what I do. I help people kind of figure all that out. Everything our culture is teaching us is making things more complicated and really more impossible right. to attain a healthy relationship because of the pulse in the, in the I call it the tidal wave of misinformation. Okay. Truth that isn't truth, truth that go against nature. And people wonder why everything is more complicated because you're flying in the face of nature.
mm -hmm. you can't, you have choices. We do whatever we want. Right? I'm not yeah. righteous. You do whatever you want. But right. if you notice it's not working and we peel the onion, you're going against what works. And what works yeah. is still pretty square in a sense of like it's nature. There's a nature, natural flow of things. There's a masculine and feminine, yin yang, positive, negative, polarities yeah. that brings everything together. Everything in nature is polarized. Everything that grows, flourishes, expands, yeah. multiplies is polarized. Masculine and feminine, okay. yin yang. Plus masculine, you know, positive, negative, magnets, eons. Like it's all right. But see, in our culture, we neutralize men and women. We're equal, we equal all the same. We're supposed to be the same. Mm -hmm. And we wonder why it's difficult and everyone's confused. Well, that's why. <laughs> right, right. That's that's simply Absolutely. why. And what I look like for each individual, and that's the work that I do. Oof, yeah. There you go. Okay. So you, yeah. had school, you had your body shop going. You started this process of growing in this area of understanding women and relationships and taking it from all angles. Uh, at some point, were you still operating the body shop as well as you began coaching and training? Yeah, others? so I was trying to like the so I, I hired somebody to help yep. me at the shop, like yep. a manager who kind of would. I was trying to keep the body shop as a like ATM machine. People sure. own businesses that yep. have nothing to do with them, right? They just collect. Yeah, yeah. It was impossible. And what happened is the body okay. shop got bigger, yeah, more demanding, more work, more right. needed me more. Yep. And then this business took off and got bigger. So at one point yeah. I was doing both, trying to focus on the coaching, hoping that the body shop would fly on its own and it, they became more yeah. and more. So for a few years I was doing both right. and almost died. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I never stopped working. Yeah. It was constantly, you know, the 45 hours at the shop plus everything else. Mm -hmm. I, was doing, I was doing workshop once a month, like live yep. workshops in person, like the hustling for that, the networking for that. Thing. Right. Dude. So, um, yeah, and eventually, like, like I realized it's impossible to keep the shop. Like, right to replace me would require a salary that killed the formula. Like, there was, yeah, it would be, there would be a drainage of of money as opposed to an ATM Actually, machine. Right, you know I mean? like right. there was no yep. way to replace me and make it work. Yeah, yeah. So I sold it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the transition came long. It took a while. It took a long while, but that it was essential. It was essential to get here. Right. Yeah. It's at times difficult when you've built the business around what you are able to offer to it, and then you're not able to be as present. You can't always find that person to replace you in the way that works to continue it, unless mm. you are, like you said, pricing yourself out of actually making it work to be the business owner. And well, that's yep. part of why we get into business so we can actually make income. But Right. Um, yeah. So you had sold the business and then continued to focus on the coaching aspect of your yeah. current yeah. career. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's I'm exhausted a, just talking about it. No, I mean, that, that's a, it's, a, it's a journey. Now, how does dance incorporate into currently what you are doing? Now, uh, you've moved away from that, that um, group that you had been trained uh, under that you had originally attended and absorbed all their curriculum became a trainer you're yep, no longer yep, a part of that yep and, but now how how does dance fit in because it's still a part of your life well it, that's actually how my wife and i met this is how we bond yeah. as we come together so every sunday you know yep. we have we call, i call it date day so on sunday we we yep. get up late and we take a private salsa class together like just okay. me and her with a teacher because yep. i I taught her how to dance, but I can't teach her the girl part. So I hired a girl to sure. teach her the girl part with the arms and all that stuff. I can't teach her that, right? I'm, yep. I'm, I'm the lead. Um, 
so we take a private class. <laughs> right. learning, I'm learning new tricks. We're learning new tricks. We get to bond together, and then we go have lunch together, late lunch, and yeah. all. And that's our date day, and we, we connect with life and what's happening. And then so we're still dancing every week. Love it. I love that. Yeah. That's great. And, and the workshop that I create that I created this year after COVID yeah. finally is over is I incorporated my live workshops dancing yep. with the relationship the the the, the, the metaphors are fantastic. So yeah, I I I I do literally ballroom dancing with the people yep. that show up at the event. In the how, what energy are you bringing when you get into somebody's arms, whether you're a man yep. or a woman? You know, if you okay. want to lead, we realize instantly when I put you in a woman's arms, how much of a leader you are instantly. Yeah. Like in three seconds, you could like the discomfort or the lack of confidence, right? right just right in your face. Like, yep. Like nothing right. I could say could be, get people to that reality so quickly. And the women, you know, as a as a as a supporting of his leadership, right? That's the world of yeah. dancing, ballroom dancing. If you can't let him lead, if you refuse to be vulnerable, if you try to help him, right? Now we have a collision. Mm -hmm. So I use the paradigms as fantastic. The dance, my dance history actually is yeah. helping teach the dynamic of relationship because they're exactly the same. Okay. If you can't be vulnerable as a woman to my leadership. You know, in dancing, I get the elbow to the face or the mm -hmm. heel to the groin if you're trying to help me, right? Like you have to be vulnerable. Yep. So, so I have to be the leader, right? And and I guess, but leader with sensitivity. Yeah. Because in the same in the relationship with dancing, I could overlead my wife. I could actually twist her, her arm, like, you know, twist her shoulder. I could crank her too hard. Literally, I could overlead. Yeah. And right. we're guilty of this all the time as men, right? Like, you, yep. like if we feel... If you're a man and you're testosterone driven like we are, and you're a bit alpha, like we tend to be too big, too large, too controlling, too, uh, right? Yep. It's chemistry. Yep. So Absolutely. I, as a leader, whether I'm, it's my marriage, my relationship, or, or in dancing, I, I lead, I like to lead, I'm proud to lead, I'm happy to lead. This is my yep. default system. However, I have to be sensitive about it so I don't mm -hmm. overlead, overwhelm, hurt, right? right? On her side, She's not passive, by the way, right? The whole idea that yep. you know, being 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 a supporter is passive. She's not passive. Like you know, look behind yeah. me. This is us dancing. There it is. You know what I mean? Now, nice. do you think what she's doing here is not passive? Yeah. Right. Her job is not passive. Her job is doing everything I'm doing backwards in in high heels and a skirt. Right. That is not yeah. easier. Right. Right. However, if she's you know she's vulnerable. To my leadership she lets me lead yeah. but she has to trust that i'm not gonna spin into a wall or a table or another couple right like so she has yeah. to let go of control for her and be vulnerable for to let me take you on an adventure on the dance floor you know yeah. but she lets go but she's also holding her side right she's supporting yeah. her frame she's supportive so she's active but vulnerable and let go yeah. Right. Vulnerable to my yeah. leadership. That's a relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in that, when she's not comfortable, she's asked for adjustment. If I go, eh, right, there's adjustment, there's negotiating. There's like, you yeah. know, when you do this, it feels like this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And again, yeah. if she's trying to help me, if she's not, and this is fantastic, same relationship, if my leadership yeah. softens, if my leadership softens, mm -hmm. then I'm not sure what's going on next. Like, what I, as I'm planning the dance, if I for a second, lose my focus or go hmm, what's next she instantly stiffens up like it scares the shit yeah. out of her excuse my friends right yeah. she stiffens right. up same thing yeah. in relationship if the guys the guy doesn't lead 
or if he loses it or if he's soft yeah. she has to take it over right there's yep. a, there's an instant reflex of oh shit somebody's getting mm -hmm. <laughs> right it makes me yep. insecure yeah. makes me actually very insecure and very uptight and very stressed right so again the dynamics here is amazing so a teach man take the lead yeah. you know sensitively right you have to check with her you have to check with her you have to check with her she feels right. safe that you lead however don't overlead and keep checking and for her let him you know trust build a trustworthy record that he is a good leader that mm -hmm. he's negotiable with you know what i mean and then the more you yep. let him lead the more you can relax into that which makes you feminine and warm and lovely and radiant which is a part that men are attached to that the more yep. you know when a woman is happy will do anything to keep her that place right that's nature yeah. again you know i mean the masculine yep. wants to provide and protect for the feminine because when the feminine is good and happy i'm good and happy yes you know what I mean? right. that's that's all right. we're looking for yep. this is nature that's what i'm talking about so if yeah. you go back to that it works really easy it's much much simpler yeah right but if both want to drive the boat if both want to lead yeah i'm gonna get hurt and basically it's you know it's not a it's not men in front of women which is the culture is always saying that was the problem so now mm -hmm. it's like now it's like women in front of men well no <laughs> no mm -hmm. no self-respect man can get in sync with that it's uh -huh. side by side it's a partnership right. yes right it's pilot co-pilot Yes. But in our culture right now, we teach women don't need, you know, don't need no man and get in front of him and you go girl, right? And take the lead and he's supposed to do it your way. That's women in front. Uh -huh. That doesn't work. Men can't hang with that if they're masculine at all. They won't hang mm -hmm. with that. They'll leave. They sure. will leave. They won't deal sure. with that. Again, right. nature, right? So it's not him in front, you in front. It's side by side as a partnership, you know, and that's like pilot, co-pilot. Yeah. Together, we fly the plane. If we both go for the wheel, the plane crashes. Yeah. This is what I see all day long. Yeah. You can't both go for the wheel. It goes yeah. to hell. Yeah. It's pretty simple. You know? Yeah, no, I, I love the way you described that. And then that also being able to incorporate dance into what you're teaching because it's part, part of your life for so long. And yeah. it's a really cool skill to actually teach people too that may have never actually taken a dance class and a way to bring them together and teach in a, in a more of a um, demonstration manner, mm -hmm. I think. And I, and I liked your description too. If the man stops leading, then the women's the woman stiffens up, and it's like, oh, now what? You know that insecurity right. that can occur at that point. Uh, really, I, I can see how that similarity right there, very, very well stated. It freaks them out. It freaks them out. It's amazing yeah. to see it live. You can see like instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Know? And the woman Absolutely. will get angry sometimes. Like, sure. he's not leading me, right? And yeah. it's, just, it's a way of saying, I don't feel safe. I don't feel yep. safe. I don't feel safe. And if, if the woman right. doesn't feel safe, nothing's going to work. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Right. So Bringing what makes a woman feel safe is a solid leadership. Yeah. Certainty, security. I, I want to ask a question that I ask yes, all of my guests. Uh, yes, one of One of the things that um, I, I want to just hear what your input is on this when if given uh, a million dollars at this point in, in life no strings attached mm -hmm. um what would you do with that and why oh so easy that's such an easy answer <laughs> yeah so my my mission and you know, i have a good business right i have everything mm -hmm. everything's working blah yeah. blah um but the real mission to have a god mission like yeah i don't know why god is over here for me it's up there yeah but it's a calling that i've had my whole life i just didn't know what it was until I discovered 
I got to this section of my life. There was a yeah. pull. There was a pull. Something big for you to do. Something big for you to do. Something big for you to do. That's why I pushed through my life because even when I would try to quit and, and when yeah. I was a kid, I didn't think I was going to really be here long enough. Really, because there right. was no point, right? Right. There was this yeah. pull like, no, no, there's something big for you to do. So, so I thought when I was dancing, I was going to be a star. Well, that's not yeah. it. And then when I had the body shop, I'm like, oh, I don't know. That doesn't make any sense, right? And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. this thing. So the God calling that I had my whole life, the pull in my heart was <laughs> I'm here because of my past. And all of this actually yeah. got me to be here, to be this guy and this mission. And it's my God calling to teach this to the masses. Yeah. Like yep. Oprah, Oprah big stuff. Yeah. Okay. So if you give me a million dollars, you know, that money would go into all the networking, you know, uh, right. Feeding machine, right. Of the uh, yep. social, um, um, social media stuff, right. To buy right. ads, to get my material. I have a lot of material, right. But it, it yep. keeps trickling out in the world organically. But if right. you get some money behind there, even like start my own, like create my own, have my own TV show. Yeah. Right. My own production. And because so, the stuff is actually really easy to teach. Yeah. It's easy to teach. It's ABCs. It's a little bit tricky. It's a lot of details, but easy to teach. Yeah. People get it. My clients get it really quickly. Yeah. It changed their lives in four months. Right. On a span of a lifetime, that's nothing, right? It's a beat, Absolutely. Right? right. So before, and it's life before, life after, you know? Yeah. And those are the, like, so to see, so that would be the thing. My mission, my, it would allow me to, to push through the, the, the mission. Yeah, the calling to actually teach this to the masses you know, in the United States first, yeah. and then worldwide, and maybe start even a school where I could train people to do the, you yeah. know, teach the stuff, teach others to teach blah, what blah, you're blah. doing. Yeah, there, yep. there you go. So Absolutely. that would that would be that would just like expedite that process because I'm doing yeah. that anyway, right? I'm I'm doing it anyway. It's just it's gonna take longer without the yep. million dollars, right? I love that vision, and I think that that is one of the things that people pursue in life is to find that passion, that purpose that they can find fulfillment in doing. So I'm so excited that you found your passion, your purpose, having walked through some difficult periods of time, but it brought you to where you are today. You know, like we said earlier, it's not by accident, but for a reason. It's a, yeah. so at the time was not obvious. You know what I mean? Looking right. back, oh my goodness, like all of that was necessary to get here. Yeah, all no, of absolutely. it, all of right. it. Like you know, I could go back and be mad at my parents. I'm like, you know, it's really hard to be mad <laughs> yeah. at them when this kind of like how things turned out and what I did with yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. That guy's pretty cool. Oh, so yeah. Like, okay. Right. Well, I think we should be just go with that. <laughs> so. Well. And by the way, I, yeah. I want to say thank you because you know one of the ways that I've spread. The mission is really yeah. to get on a podcast like this and talk about it and, you know, kind of send oh, the waves absolutely. out, send the yeah. waves out. That's why I do a lot of podcasting, send the waves of course. Yes. and let the world discover. And whether somebody has a TV <laughs> studio and it goes, Ooh. yeah, I think that would be a great show. Honestly, when you talked about that, I would love to watch that show. I yeah. think there are so many people who need better well, not just better, but just some education in the area of relationships. I don't think very many people, it's like finances. People don't grow up learning about personal finance. They're probably not learning much about relationships other than what they see. And if there are so many people around them who are separated, divorced, unhappy, unsettled, then that's the example that they're following. Right. So, the example right yeah. now in the culture is chaos. Yeah. 
chaos. Yeah. And so why would people right. try even to do this? But nature has right. us constantly trying, constantly trying. How many times did yeah. I hear, I'm not doing this again. I'm done with men. I'm done, yeah. with, I'm done with women, right? And I right. smile and I go. And then two months later, you know, this guy in the store was really cute. And I'm like, here we go. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. So we're compelled. We're again. all this nature for us to come together. Yeah. We're better as a couple. We're better together. We're healthier, happier, make more money, more creative. There's a lot of data on this. People yep. live greater lives when they're in good, healthy relationships. So that's nature taking over all the time, but our culture is destroying, like it's so ugly out there, the divorce and yeah. the abandoned kids and you know what I mean? So people are like, right. people are afraid of that and the case. And ultimately yeah. it's the belief system out there is all crooked and backwards. And we just have to get back to nature. That's what I teach. And then and marry those people. Absolutely. I mean, Yes. Well, I admire what you're doing. And if our guests wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to connect with you and to find out more? Okay. So my website, projectequinox.net. Okay. Dot net. Uh, yep. But I have actually, I have a gift for your listeners if they want. Okay. So as a rule, there's two types of people who listen to podcasts. There's people who are just curious, yep. they want some information, which is fine. Yep. Right. So if, if your listeners want more information, stuff that I do, stuff that I they offer, if you email me, this is my personal email, Andre Coaching, the number one at Gmail. Andre Coaching one at Gmail. And if in okay. the subject, the email subject, you say irresistible book, I will send you. I have a book that I wrote, 28 pages, almost 30 pages, called uh, five, five Feminine Qualities uh, High Value Men Find Absolutely Irresistible. I sell it on my website, but I'll send it to you, your listeners who actually send me an email saying it's irresistible book information. It's really good stuff. Yeah. It's really good stuff. So I'll I'll give that for free. Just okay. email me. And then the second group of people that listen to podcasts typically like want to take action. They're like, okay, let's yeah. I want to know more about this. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So if you email me, Andre Coaching One and a Gmail, yeah, uh, and go in the subject, talk now. Yeah. I'll then reach out to them and put just send them a Zoom link and we'll have a conversation. It's an hour okay. call about yep. what's not working, where they're stuck, and how I can help. Yeah. Okay. So all right, that's, that a, that's great. A, that's a free gift. That's a good opportunity. You have to be brave. People get nervous. Absolutely. This is who I am. Like there's nothing right. to be afraid of. We'll talk about what's not working, and you know, yep. makes that call is pretty awesome because I go back back into childhood with when typically trauma kind of got people out of sync with their essence. Yep. Women get more masculine. Men get more feminine, and that messes up their lives. That's typically where people are hooked. You know what I mean? And so and like in yep. 15 minutes into that call, we figure out where the wheels came off. So he realizes nothing wrong with you. You just, <laughs> you're just a product of your past. There's nothing wrong with you. Like that's liberating. Yep. Right. And so that call alone is could be life changing for some, I'm just saying. Absolutely. Well, I encourage anyone who's listening to reach out to Andre. If you want that free resource, go to projectequinox.net for information, but email him andrecoaching1 at gmail.com with the subject irresistible book and if you want to dive in deeper reach out to andre for a conversation andre coaching one at gmail.com with the subject talk now to set up that zoom call what you see is what you get like he said so well andre thank you very much for taking the time to join me today really appreciate the conversation the work you're doing you too thank you and i thank you again for helping me spread that out there that's Absolutely. You're becoming part of the you're part of the mission now. Thank you. Make waves. <laughs> Make waves.